0: Jazakumullahu khairan was-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.
1: Originally, I was thinking of um, dedicating today's session along with the weeks ahead to preparation for Allah, because there are only a few weeks left now until Allah is here. And the series that we had planned, Allah wills, we will start that after the Muhammad,
2: inshallah.
1: However, today uh, we won't do that. We'll continue our conversation from our previous class. In our last session, we started reading some Ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regarding Quyuk, transactions. And there was a chapter that I promised I would read with you, and there was someone that came to me today and said, requested that we read that chapter. So today together we'll read Bab al-Musahana, inshallah, and then tomorrow, the next week actually, we'll start with a, uh, a series on preparation for Allah. Uh, I have four Tuesdays between now and Ramadan. there's one Tuesday that I won't be with you, the one right before Ramadan, inshallah, I, tend to, I plan to go for Umrah, inshallah. So that week I won't be here, but the four ahead of us after today, we'll use them for the preparation of Ramadan, inshallah. So with that we start with the chapter Babul musahala musahala bab musahala this comes from the arabic word sah the chapter with musahala sah sah means something easy to be easy going relaxed we call that sah musahala is the arabic scale of faala which means for the verb to occur from both sides when a verb occurs from both sides, when جانبين, you use the skill of mufa'ala. Qadal is to kill. Qidaal is for two people to go after one another. Therefore, war. So, Musahala, this is the chapter in which Rasulullah sallallahu is encouraging both the buyer and seller, the Ibar and mushteri, to be easy-going with one another. Business is cutthroat. Two people are meeting one another for a dunya cause, for a worldly cause. I think that sounds good. And each of them is looking for their own material benefit. How do I benefit myself? Which is also a good cause. It's a good idea. How do I make more money? How do I save money? How do I get a better deal when I buy these shoes or purchasing this laptop? However, the desire to want the best for yourself can get a little tricky greed can come in there and when a person desires good at the cost of another person being harmed that's where there's foul play now you can get away with it by just saying that everything was above board and I didn't cheat based off of the contract but you know deep down in your heart that in that moment you harmed another person you made their life miserable you made it difficult so an example, a simple example of this would be, I borrow money from Yusuf here and I say to him that I'll pay you back in a month. We both agree. that 30 days from now, I need to pay that money back. So one case could be, the idea, the idea of Musahala would mean that maybe two weeks into the term, two weeks into the four four weeks, he could call me and say, how are things on your side financially? And I can say that, you know, it's still a little tight. He can say, Don't worry, I'll give you another month. <clears> That's Musad. Making it easier. Or he may not give me more time, but he doesn't pester me and bother me during that 30-day window. Versus him calling me and texting me every single day. You better have my money ready, buddy. Is my money ready? Send me a screenshot of your account. Prove to me the funds are there. Show me growth in your account. That's not Musad. That's not opposite. That, that's making difficulty in the other person's life. So the essence of it still is sound. Ideally, each person is in this transaction for their own benefit. There's no harm in that. and Islam is not against that. It's a good thing. That's what leah is. That's how transactions work. That you find a way to add profit to yourself. Both the baya and the buyer and seller. The issue is when, while trying to make profit for yourself, you begin to cheat, you lie, you become annoying, you become abusive, you take false oaths. Now things begin to uh, step outside of the prophetic example. So here the author calls this Babul musahara. Musahara is like Musabah, Mujamala, to be beautiful and be kind to one another, to be pardoning and forgiving to one another. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala mentions this in the Quran right that if a person is able to they should pardon the debt altogether and if they're not able to forgive the debt altogether at least give some respite give some more time where possible give people more time so with that we start
2: reading inshallah al-fustul bismillah <laughs> al-rahman al-rahim salatu wassalam ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in qala Allahu ta'ala bab al-musafir so here Rasulullah wa
1: sallam, gives a beautiful du'a as narrated by Jabir may Allah May Allah's mercy be upon the one that is forgiving. "Rajulan the one that forgives. When he is buying, when he is selling, when he is selling, if he when he is buying, and when he is demanding his right, you will have a right. I need this product delivered. If that person says I can't have it delivered tomorrow, if there is any scope of you accommodating them, accommodate them. You say to that person, you owe me money. You got to pay me up now. That person says, I need one more day, two more days, a few more hours, When you are demanding your right, try to be forgiving. For if you forgive someone and you are accommodating and you give respite, know that at that moment you are benefiting from
2: the du'a of Rasulullah. And what better place for
1: you to get a dua from? You? Who better is there to make dua? Yes.
2: One, وعن father of so in the Jan and the Yaku this is an interesting narration. Eh, narrates
1: he says that Rasulullah said, In the fi man Kana There was a person from the previous times. The angel of death came to him. ruha to take his soul. He said to the guy before he killed him, Did you do any good? For your soul? Did you do any good in your life? The guy's about to pass away. He was flustered, didn't have anything to say. I don't know. So he said, give it some thought. Think about it. What's something that you did in your life that's good? I don't know of any good that I did other than the fact that when I was young and I did business with people, I would overlook their shortcomings. I was easy. Though. Overlook. Be easy. So a person musir, musir with a wow, means someone that has wealth. Opposite of mu'sir, someone who does not have wealth. From Musr. someone who's struggling and he's kind of choked up in that moment. So he says wa الْمُوسِرِ meaning I would give respite to the one who had wealth. Even though the guy had money, I'd say to him, don't worry, give it to me next week. It's on your tab. Don't worry, musir. As for the one that was struggling and financially wasn't doing well, I would just forgive him altogether. That's who I was. فَأَدْخَرَ اللَّهُ بَلْجَنَّةَ So Rasulullah says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave that person jannah. مُتَّفَقُ الْعَلَيْهِ This riwayah is narrated by Muslim. book. Now the next part of this riwayah is fascinating. But in in the Muslim. While Imam Muslim narrates his hadith, al and he narrates two companions that Imam Muslim narrates his hadith from الله, In that riwayah, Allah said, bi I am more deserving of that generosity than you. I am more deserving than that than you are. So pardon my servant as well. Let the servant of mine go to jail. This is the beautiful promise that Rasulullah is making to us. Be forgiving. It's okay to sometimes let your right go. Whether it's in relationships, whether it's in transactions, whether it's among friends. Sometimes you just have to be easygoing. Someone says, I can't make it to your party and you really wanted them to come. It's okay. Someone was supposed to come for your graduation, they can't make it anymore, it's okay. Someone wanted to come for your wedding and now they can't due to whatever circumstance, instead of going all all nuclear on them and disowning them and severing all ties, it's okay. Understanding that people have circumstances and uh, if Allah didn't, you know, decree for them to be there, then how could they be there anyway? And this person in this moment, they're just facing a salah. That is a barrier, a means that is now becoming a barrier for them attending. You wanted that, you got your reward. They wanted to come, they got their reward. Now just let things go. You have to develop this Musahala personality, learning to forgive or let go. It's hard. Many of us say we forgive, but do we really? But don't. Do we actually forgive? No. 20 years later, we still still held all the grudges against our kids. 20 years later, we still have grudges against all the community members, everyone, one by one, remember their names and all their violations. That's not musahara. Musahara is just like, it's okay. And think of, look, if you're sacrificing, because the person who's pardoning debts and is giving respite to the one who owes them money, that comes at a cost. Is that correct? If someone owed me money today and I'm saying, you can give give it to me a month later, there's an opportunity cost there. If I had that money in my hand today as a business person, would I just sit on it? Yes or no? No. What would you do? You'd invest it. Get it back into your product again. So the fact that I'm giving you 30 days extra means that I'm willing to forsake a profit. I'm letting go of something. And in the scenario that you outright forgive someone, then clearly you're, you're losing something. You need to know in that moment when someone has your lunch, right? You're sharing an apartment, someone takes your lunch. Someone takes something of yours that, that's rightfully yours and they take it. In that moment, you should think that I'm gonna let this go, simply knowing that in return Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of you. It takes a lot of iman. A lot of iman. Because what you're doing at that moment, you're making Allah witness. I'm gonna let go. I have every right to go after this employee of mine and tear him into bits, but I'm gonna let him go in this moment, knowing that you will take care of me. I have many violations against you Allah. so to be that. I am more deserving of that generosity than you. You small and silent. You're being generous. Let me show you what generosity is. You forgave five dollars. I'll give you in return.
2: Take this person to Jannah. Yes, the next narration. <laughs> this is an interesting narration.
1: Rasulullah teaching us how to be, he's teaching us how to be easygoing. How should you be easygoing? What's one easy step that I can take? to not be too brutal and too nasty in my interactions. So the Prophet of Allah والسلام, teaches us cut back on the oaths that contain. Wallahi this, wallahi that, wallahi this, wallahi that. Now we're not talking about oaths that are permitted in this time. There are different types of oaths. There is a type of oath that we call yaminul then there is a second type of oath we call yameen al-munakil. And there's a third one that we call al-Yameen al These are three different types of oaths. Yaminullah, this is that yamin, that oath that a person takes, which is, it doesn't have any legal weight to it. It doesn't mean anything. It's kind of like a person who just says wallah all the time. You know, wallah had ice cream. It doesn't mean anything. He's just saying this is what we call yaminullah. You guys understand? And some people, like, their, their takia kalam is wallah. Like, they just fall back on that and they keep saying that again and again, wallah, wallah, wallah. In reality, it doesn't mean anything. They're just saying it. The reality is, this is permissible. And there's no sin in this. However, the Sahaba did not like it. They would actually scold the people when they saw doing this. They would say, don't use Allah's name in vain. Yes, the Arab oath. Someone wrote that I'm like, That's mean, but it's true. But the, the, I was telling you, the ulama they say legally there's not there's no ramification. It's yaminullah. Allah says, "La fi That be, this yamin that you use, you say Allah's name. There's no accountability in that. La fi The second type of yamin is munak. This is that oath which, which is contingent upon something in the future. Wallahi, tomorrow I will give you a ride. The ayah is talking about this. The ayah where it mentions the kafara of breaking an oath, it's talking about the second type of it. وَلَكِيُّ آخَلُكُمْ بِمَا عَطَّرْتُ مَلَيْمًا فَكَفَّارَتُهُ إِدْعَانُ عَشَرَةِ مَسَعَكِينَ مِنْ مَا تُطْعِنُّنَ أَهْلِكُمْ أَوْ كِسْوَةٌ أَوْ تَحْلِي الْرَقَطُ This is that. You mean what when someone says, I'll do something in the future, and they take Allah's name at that time. If they um, don't fulfill that oath, then they will have to make it up. Someone says, Wallahi, tomorrow I'll give you a ride. Next day he doesn't give a ride. That means he broke this time. Kind of so he has to make it up. How does he make it up? The Quran tells us in the ayat what the solution there is. We're not going to cover it. Now, this hadith is telling us about Al Yameen Al Ghamus, the third one. <laughs> Ghamus, you know what Ghamasa means in Arabic? To dip, to submerge something into water, to dip or submerge something. Right? Ghamasa <laughs> fei Right? Ghamasa al nah, that person jumped in. So, this is the type of oath that involves Ghamas, which means submerging into something So what is this talking about? Why is it like this? So the ulama they say the reason why it's called Yameen al-Ghamus is because there are multiple possibilities I'll explain what it is in a moment Let me tell you why they use this word first I'll explain what it is, sure They Some say the reason why they call it Yameen al-Ghamus is because bi al-Yameen ghamasa Doing an oath of this time, this guy literally just did a nosedive into the fire bell. Oh, because the because or otherwise, because the poorish when they would do this type of oath, they would dip their hand into a bowl of blood. Like this was a very serious one. They would put their hand like, come. Oh, y- you mean like like that? So now, what is this yamin? This is not a yamin of the mustaqbil. Rather, it's a yamin related to the mother the person says, for example, a person says, Wallahi, yesterday I had dinner. He knows in his heart yesterday he did not have dinner. He's talking about the past. Wallahi, I bought this for $5. He knows he didn't buy it for $5. He's lying to He actually bought it for $10 or $2 or whatever it is. He's, he's, not, he's not disclosing the price properly. You don't have to disclose your price, Islamically, by the way. I need you to know that. You don't need to tell a person how much you bought it for. It's not obligated upon you. I can sell the product and say, I'm selling this for $10. The guy says, How much you buy it for? I can say, I don't want to tell you. I don't need to disclose that. It's not not essential to the transaction. However, if I do, on my own initiative, choose to disclose that amount, I have to be honest. Now I can. Because when I'm. A Muslim doesn't lie. That's it. The Muslim doesn't lie. There's no other reason. There are some of you I have to have that'll address this issue (laughs) further. So now Rasulullah tells us Stay away from my... my no, uh, taking oaths upon, upon when uh, transacting with one another فَإِنَّهُ means to increase the price نَفَقُ الله means to increase the price فَإِنَّهُ يُنَفِقُ ثُمَّ يَمْحُقُ It'll increase the price, your lies will increase your price. Right? But then it'll erase. What does that mean to erase? Baraka. Exactly. It'll remove all the barakah. It'll increase the price, but it'll cause the barakah to leave. Right now, today, you'll walk away with more money. But watch in the future, your barakah bar will disappear, your wealth will dissolve. It'll all be gone. So don't lie when you're selling stuff. Young folks, specifically those of you that are young, and you're starting off your life right now, and you need to make that quick dollar so you can pay your rent. It's, it's desperate. Desperate times. People have dire needs. You gotta pay your college tuition. You gotta pay your rent. You gotta maybe go somewhere or buy yourself things and unfortunately if you're hanging out out with the wrong crowd, maybe you have a list of haram things that your nafs is desiring and you want to involve yourself in those things, so what people do to earn a quick dollar is they cut all the corners, they cheat the world, they burn the dunya down just for their quick dollar this is wrong this is wrong and ask the seniors of your communities ask the senior members in your family they will all tell you sadaqa rasulullah they're all telling you the same thing. The prophet of Allah spoke the truth. They're all say the same story. That when I was young, I had a lot of money and I earned it through wrong means, and today that money isn't with me. Or it led them to a lot of harm. It destroyed them. We aren't just interested in the amount that you possess. We are very much interested in how you earned it because that determines the bar Never underestimate the baraka. I'm amazed by this, and I see this every week of my life. I'm amazed by it. If someone told me this without me witnessing it, I probably wouldn't believe it, but I've seen it so many times that as far as I'm concerned, this is habiqah, this is not even speculative. That there are people who have a lot of money, and yet today, decades later, they act like they are poor people their standard of living, they're poor in their mind. Standard of living is high. I've, that's, okay, you got that, you got the nice house, you got the nice car. But when you look at this person, how insecure they are, how leveraged they are, they're constantly living on the edge. There's no security. In their heart, they know that they have assets to liquidate things and clear their funds. I'm not talking about that. But it's just that they're, they are that grind, you know that rat race it consumes them. You would assume that when a person hits a particular threshold of finances, like when someone hits, like I don't know, whatever that threshold is, make a number of $2 million, $3 million, then at that point they can say that now I have enough money to be in cruise control, invest some of this money, let it be slow growth, and Allah, Allah khairsay Just dedicate yourself to dhikr, tirawa, go to the Jamaat, go for umrah, go do something khair in your life. But no matter how many millions this insan makes, he doesn't realize that it's time for him now to dedicate some time for Allah. So what started off as a means to live in the world is no longer that, you can't make that argument anymore, you're not willing to accept, you fall in love, and you're in love with a dunya, it's a dangerous place to be, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us of this love, not in one place in the Quran, so many places, again, 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 warning us of this, فَإِنَّهُ يُنَفِّقُ It'll increase your wealth. Um, your wealth will increase immediately if you cheat and lie in your transactions. Later on, it'll come back. You're
2: not going to get away with
1: it. The buttercup will leave. Yes. This is another riwayah of Rasulullah from Abu Huraira Narrated by both Imam Khalid and Imam Muslim. And the message is the same as the previous riwayah. It's the same message. Here Rasul Alaihi Wasallam says, الْحَدَفْ الْحَلْفُ مَنْفَقَةٌ لِلْسِلْعَةِ lil لِلْبَرْكَةٌ That your oaths, taking a lot of oaths and lying and cheating to people and making up random stuff and manipulating numbers and changing the you know, your your tax forms and you know, goofing around and botching up things? Manfakatul Silla. You know, make you money. It works. Cheating works. I mean, you guys are following the the Adani group debacle? No? Some of you guys are? SubhanAllah. The third wealthiest man in the world cheated the world. Can you believe it? Third wealthiest man in the world. He got brought down by five dudes out of New York. (laughs) Five dudes, five guys who have a company, and their job is uh, to—they're involved in short selling, short selling stocks. So these guys—they did an expose on this, on this, uh, on this third wealthiest man in the world, and they knocked him off that list. His stock price deflated, lost billions of dollars in a matter of days. I think eighty billion dollars wiped off his name. Yeah, wiped. False promises, lies. Government's backing them up. The government is theirs actually. The politicians work under them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from this. You know, for us it's easier to have this conversation because you know most of us are not invested in those stocks, are not invested in those markets. But I feel really bad for people who live in that part of the world because specifically in that country, the government is putting pensions into this guy's into this guy's stocks. You guys know that? The government was using pension funds into this guy's bloated stock that he lied his way through, over leveraged, everything was a negative, and the manipulating the stocks, and it's fascinating how they manipulate the stocks. I don't know if you guys have read the reports or not. I read. Crazy. Well, I love make it easy for those people. These guys will get away with it. Trust me. The guy who lost billions of dollars, you know, again, I don't know how Indian politics work. I'm not familiar with them, so I don't intend to make any speculations there. But what I will say is that governments always bail the rich guy out. We know They always find a way to get out. They lose money in one place, they get backing from their friends, and they put their money in another place, and it's back before you it. Who actually is going to pay the bill for this? It's the people. The people. They're the ones that end up you know, carrying the way for this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and guide us. So, Al-Hafu Manfatun Taking an oath will cause the
2: product to sell. Mamhatatun libaraka, that will erase the barakah. Yes. So, in this way, Abu Dharma,
1: if I'm not your Narrated by Imam Muslim, rahmatullahi he says, The Prophet of Allah said, There are three such people that on the Day of Judgment, Allah will not even speak to them. This doesn't mean that there will be no hisab for them, rather, it means speaking with gentleness, with kindness, with love. That interaction with Allah for these people will be wavy. They will have a meeting with Allah. But it will be a very strict and stern and firm conversation. They, they, Allah will not look at them. What does that mean? Allah will not look at them with a gaze of mercy. وَلَا <يزاكيهن> And neither will Allah purify them of their sins. وَلَهُمْ <الْعَلَيم> And for them will be a, um, a very severe punishment. Painful punishment. He said, Oh, my son of Allah, those guys really lost out. They're losers. These people are in for it really bad. Who are these three categories of people? So then, Rasul said to three people: Number one, Al-Musbil. Al-Musbil is someone who carries their garments on the ground, someone who lets their garment hang under their ankle. Musbil izar, they say. It's it's tamis to let the garment hang under the ankles. Um, Majority of the fuqaha for this reason said you're not allowed to have your garments under your ankles, period. For men this is, for women it's good to keep your garments lower because it covers the body. Uh, For men they say that they should not have their... It's fascinating. Men put their pants down, women pull their pants up. Astaghfirullah. That's the fashion, Right? That for women, the higher the pant there's fashion there, and for men, what's the what's the fashion? <laughs> the lower. <laughs> so, al musbil, someone who hangs their garments. So this is why many of the fuqaha, because there are so many wiyat in this regard, and they're all so severe, right? That they just said you're not supposed to have your uh, garments under your under your ankles. Done deal. Then obviously from the Shafi'is, we have Imam al-Nawmi r.a. who argued otherwise. And he said the illa to the hurma is uh, kibab, it's pride. So if a person does it out of pride, it's haram, otherwise it's not. This also seems to be the position of Imam Bukhari r.a. Therefore in the Sahih, he brings the yawayah to Sayyidina Abdullah al-Sadiqa whose garment would hang beneath his ankle. And he told the Prophet of Allah he had an issue. His issue was that he had a slim waist, so his garment would slide down. Nabi sallallahu said that you are not from the, uh, you are not from those uh, who show off. In You're not one who shows off, so he gave him permission there. So this is al-musbil, musbil al-Isaam. Number two, al-mannaan, you know who a what a manna is, who a manna is? Yeah, very good. What is the ayah in the Qur'an? What is it? In Surah Qaqarah. Yeah, there. لا تبطلوا صدقاتكم Don't destroy your charity through Al-Mani. Alman means reminding people of the good that you did. Constantly bragging that I did this, I did that, I did this. Remember I did this for you? Remember I got that pizza when we were in fifth grade? We've got kids now. We all have kids now. We're still talking about that? You're at a party and everyone's sitting and everyone's talking about you know, this beautiful house that they're having the dinner and you come and you're like, Yeah, I gave him five bucks when he moved to America. about <laughs> just bringing those old things up is done. If you did it for the sake of Allah, let it go. You shouldn't have to tell people you did something for someone else. And if there is a benefit in sharing it, erase that person's name. Don't make them look bad. If you need to say it for the sake of motivating others and encouraging others to be good human beings, you can say that, alhamdulillah, when I, when I was younger, I had opportunity to help someone, so I think you should help someone. That'll do the job. But rather than telling someone that, you know, this guy actually had no idea how to read the Quran, and I was the one who taught him to read. Bragging. It's not a good thing. You know. Boasting over your favors to others only suits Allah. He is a from his names. Everyone else doesn't sue Because the truth is, whatever you're boasting over isn't yours to boast over. What you gave to another person in reality was Allah's gift to you that you just passed on. So what, you're happy that you were the mailman? You're happy that you work for UPS? You're taking credit for the sale, for the production of this product just because you serve something to another person? You're acting like you're the chef, when in reality, you're nothing more than a waiter in this equation. Valuable, slow it down, don't think too much of yourself. A <laughs> <laughs> person that goes around bragging, Allah says, I won't look at him on the day of judgment. And the third person, Al-Munafiqu <laughs> a person that closes a transaction while lying, a person that lies to win the business, the Prophet of Allah says, Allah won't look at him on the day of judgment, Allah won't talk to that person on the day of judgment. May Allah subhanahu
2: wa ta'ala us. We've read five narrations. We have three more to go in the chapters. Day. Bismillah. Allah. Such a virtuous hadith regarding tijara
1: and business. This hadith right here is probably one of the greatest virtues for doing business. Rasul alayhi s-salatu wa s-salam said, The one that... Does business and has two traits. A salut means speaks the truth. This is what it is. I'm selling you this. This is the product. I Al-Amin mean, and sticks to his truth. Doesn't cheat. Doesn't deceive. I promise you I'll give you breaks, I'll give you tier, medium tier breaks for this much money. Then make sure you give that person which tier? Medium tier break. That's what you promised. You promise moonshine wipers. Give them the quality that they pay for. This is how much it's going to cost. Right? And by the way, some of us unfortunately lead the sellers to become cheaters. We make being honest for them so hard. You guys understand that? What does that mean? I mean. Yeah, someone said squeezing. Who said that? We squeeze them. We just squeeze them out of every penny. So what's left for them? You know, honestly, I know it's important that we all find a good deal in life. Whether we're buying shoes, whether we're getting food, whether you're whatever it is. But sometimes, you know, be okay with not getting the best deal knowing that you got what was appropriate and a little bit of profit went to the person that you were dealing with. You know, recently I I took my family out to eat somewhere in Dallas. Um, someone recommended, and I went there with the family. And as far as food goes, it was probably the worst experience I've had. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. It was so underwhelming, so underwhelming. I can't tell you. I, I would describe what happened, but then it might lead to that person and might bring harm to them. So I don't and I don't intend that at all. Well. I'm just, the next parts it. It was a very underwhelming experience. When that person gave the bill, it was my wife and my kids, so six of us, they're all young kids, they don't order a lot of food. It was $85. I saw the money and I thought to myself, wow, that's a lot of money for this very, very, very poor experience, okay? But, you know, honestly, I, I said to uh, my family that we should give every penny and actually give more. Simply because of the reason what I had observed when I was there. The place was being run by two hijabi sisters. The two of them didn't even speak the same language. They were literally helping one another. It seemed clear that the second, first person who owned the store hired the second person just to help that person. And then these two, while we were there, at that time, there was a lady that came into the restaurant who was um, being chased by some men. This happened while I was there. Some lady came into the restaurant. She was being chased by a guy. So when he came inside, he was abusing her. So I turned around and I looked at her. And I didn't say much, but I stood up and I walked towards him to let him know that nothing bad was going to happen here. Because he seemed like he was trying to harm this lady. They weren't Muslim. They were just people from the streets. They came inside so then he walked out of the restaurant. This lady was crying profusely. Now, naturally, any person that has a restaurant, and if someone comes in and there obviously there's a d- domestic violence or abuse situation going on, you want them out of the store, is that right? Bad for business, yes or no? Very bad for business. They didn't say anything. Rather, they locked the door during business hours. They locked the door to protect this person. She was crying, so I told them serve her some food, you know, we'll take care of it. She's obviously not in a good place right now. And then when I saw all this, I said to uh, the family that we should pay the full amount and more, not because of the food at all. It's <laughs> that clear. But because it seems to be the right thing to do. That these are two people that are trying to make some money, send them home happy today. This is what our dean teaches us, actually. Don't squeeze it out of everyone. Think about that person. That this person's got kids at home, right? Let me pay two dollars extra. He's charging eighteen dollars for the pizza. I'll give twenty bucks. If you give twenty bucks for the pizza, is that two dollars going to break you? No, but it's going to make that person happy. It will make them happy. So I feel like we make people liars. We make them into cheaters. Look at the Muslim Ummah today, and I mentioned this in our last class. There's so much cheating that happens in the markets that there's no market. So the one that is truthful and trustworthy, what's the Prophet ﷺ's promise? (laughs) They will be resurrected on the Day of Judgment with the Prophets. With those who are from the (laughs) Siddiqeen, truthful, (laughs) not just truthful, but there's Mubarakha there. These people are of a high maqam, right under the maqam of the Nabi Isidik, like Abu Bakr Isidik, Allah and the martyrs. Okay, yes. One Kunna Kunna He said that before Rasulullah came, we were
0: known as samasi. Samasila
1: is the plural of simsa. Simsar is like a believer, a union, a, um, a broker, an agent. So people refer to the business people as simsar, agents what so these guys are for manna rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so rasulullah sallallahu so came to the market and he saw us dealing and he gave us a better name a better title like they felt empowered the moment rasulullah sallallahu changed them from being called Simsa. and what did he call them what did he call them he said ya mashaa'al tijar subhanallah said, oh people of business you are you know like Simsaat is like, making it's belittling someone. That you're just a broker, you're not not the business person, you're just a broker. No. You are the business people, you're the backbone of our society and our economy. That when a person does, when a person uh, is in transaction with another, sometimes you lie, and sometimes you say things that are unnecessary. It happens, right? Sometimes you might just say a random wallah, or a level, you might say something. You might get a little heated in that conversation. Fashu ruhu So Rasulullah says, says, "So mix that wrong with good, and give some." At the end of every day, give some salah. We're not talking about zakat al-mal zakatul That you need to be giving anyway. But outside of that, give some salah. Allah, today's day. I don't know what wrong I did. You know, at the end of salah, we just did what we prayed nafil salah for far salah. So always keep giving some sabaqah. Giving sadaqa while knowing intentionally you're harming people isn't going to do squat. That's actually wrong. So don't cheat people and say, I'll just give sabaqah. I'll cheat him for $10 and give $1 sabaqah. You're going to find that. I'm doing with Allah. Discuss with No. This is where a person is trying to do their best, and at the end of it, what do they do? Shubhuva Mix it a little with sabaqah. And the last is why for today. وَعَنْ عُبَيْدِ بْنِ أَبِيْهِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْ أَبِيْهِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ His father's name was Rifaa bin Un- Rafiq. عَلَيْنَبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم قَالَ أَتْتُجَّارُ يُحْشَرُونَ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ فُجَّارًا The Prophet <pasuno> <doctrineuffyvens> said business people will be resurrected on the Day of Judgment with the wicked, with the transgressors. The opposite of the previous one. Why? Why did Rasulullah S.S.S. phrase it this way? Because most people are unfortunately doing <speaking> it <in> wrong. إِلَّا The <Hebrew> hadith continues. It's not الْيَوْمَ إِلَّا مَنْ إِتَّقَى except for the ones who are conscious of Allah. <speaking in Hebrew> they do good. <speaking in Hebrew> and they speak the truth. Someone comes into your store, give you them a place to sit. Barra. Someone comes to your store, give them a cup of water, barra, you did good to them. Someone comes to your store and it's hot outside, hold a little an umbrella over their head, barra, you were kind to them. So you're conscious of Allah, barra, you did good, was and you also spoke the truth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us for those who are um, from the righteous, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from accountability for the wrong uh, that we do in our transactions and forgive us. These are matters of hafukul ibad, and not only really do we need forgiveness from Allah, but we need forgiveness from those who we have wronged along uh, the way. As we close today's session, this is a reminder to make a special dua for our brothers and sisters in Turkey. Obviously, you guys are bringing the news in this uh, devastating situation. Alhamdulillah, we have such peace and comfort here. Let's remember our brothers and sisters, and it's winter there. i just telling you right now that it's winter there. So imagine how cold it must be for them. People displaced, no place to live. It's cold outside. So make dua for return. Ya Allah, deliver warmth to them. You know, give them suqoon, Ya yeah, Allah. Give them hope. Ya yeah, Allah, I mean, you know, they must be so lonely and so sad and lost in this moment. Ya yeah, Allah, take care of their first. And in return of their homes that they lost in this dunya, Ya Allah, today we make du'an. To to give them the greatest home in Someone in the online chat posted a link to um, a website where they can donate. Please go ahead and donate. There are any website that you can go and donate it to your mind. assalamu alaikum wa wabarakatuh.